0: This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands.
1: It's the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, courtesy of the Liverpool Echo, and you join me, Patrick Smith, after a massive win for Liverpool as they beat Manchester City 1-0 in the Premier League. What a match. It had absolutely everything, and after coming close on several occasions, Mohamed Salah's 76th-minute winner proved to be the difference. It was the perfect team display, and with want of a better cliche, it was a classic Jurgen Klopp Liverpool performance in every area of the pitch, with a particular shout-out to the immense defensive displays of Joe Gomez and James Milner. We'll be bringing you all the top reactions to this huge result for the Reds, starting with the Liverpool Echo correspondence of Paul Gorst from the Anfield Press Box, Jürgen Klopp's press conference and the view from the Kop with the fans' reaction.
0: The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
2: Liverpool have given their Premier League season a massive shot in the arm with a one 0 win here at Anfield against Manchester City this afternoon. And the Reds went into the game on massive 17 points behind league leaders Arsenal and um, 13 behind at City. But uh, Mohamed Salah's goal has uh, clawed back uh, some little bit of respectability as regards to that deficit. But what this win will do was give uh, Liverpool a huge boost going forward. And this could be the one that really transforms Liverpool's season. We said the midweek after the 7-1 demolition at Rangers that this could be the one that really kicks Liverpool on. But this uh, this victory was uh, far more of an impressive statement than has to be said against last season's champions, a team we look well haven't beaten in the Premier League since uh, November 2019. That was at Anfield and this one, again at Anfield, Just uh, something about the Anfield crowd that City really don't like. Um, the only time they've won here since 2003 was in that behind closed doors season and uh, Mohamed Salah's victory has given Jeng Klopp another win over Pep Guardiola. That's now 10 victories for the German against his uh, Catalan counterpart, two of the finest managers in the world, of course. You um, know, all, all the talk has been about Liverpool could try and limit a uh, free in city. Uh, an injury hit Liverpool it has to be said. They went into the game with five changes from Wednesday night's winner Ibrox. Uh, in came uh, Mohamed Salah, Thiago Alcantara, uh, James Munger started at the right back, Andy Robertson returned. And uh, Liverpool, to be fair, uh, probably deserved winners and all, obviously. The first half was full of uh, quality on the ball, if uh, not quite uh, drama in the way of massive chances, but the second half really... Kicked into life There was um, Spats on the touchdown Between Klopp's team and-, and Guardiola's staff And Cop was eventually sent off But before that It was Mohamed Salah Who gave Liverpool The, uh, the lead And ultimately the win Alisson Becker's long punt uh, If you think of the goal Against Manchester United uh, Back in 2020 It was very similar to that In all honesty One long ball Uh, Put Salah through, he rolled Jao Cancelo and then had the presence of mind to keep his composure and slotted past Pedersen. Klopp was sent off moments later after um, Bernardo Silva had gone through a bit of a tangle with the number 11 and a foul wasn't given from referee Anthony Taylor. Klopp was absolutely furious. Uh, Off he went. Uh, Pep Guardiola has alleged that Liverpool supporters have thrown some. um, coming to him on the sideline, and there's also been a statement from Liverpool this evening condemning uh, what they deem to be wild chants from the away end about um, the Hillsborough and the Heysel tragedies, of course, that's something that we never want to see um, or hear in football stadiums, but sadly that has been the case this afternoon, Liverpool quick to condemn that. Um, but other than that, it was a, a great advert for Premier League Liverpool with a huge, massive win. It has to be the, the win that kicks on this season from here. It really does. Uh, Liverpool now, probably still only in a fight for the top four, but on a weekend, the team, Chelsea and Tottenham uh, and Arsenal all win. Liverpool have um, have kept up their end of the bargain. It's now uh, West Ham on Wednesday night before Nottingham Forest um, on Saturday. Games are coming thick and fast, but this this is the biggest one, the one that they all look through these days, and it's one that Liverpool have come through with a huge victory. It's finished here. Liverpool won Manchester City nil.
0: Podcast on the Blood Red channel.
3: Good and very good. <laughs> so um, I think on a normal day you should not even try against City. You're going to play a normal game against them and hope that you get something for it. You have to uh, play to your limits and further. That's what we did. We defended them in an in a extremely well-organised but um, very passionate way, um, closed the right gaps, had a challenge in the right areas. And, because that still happens and that's the biggest challenge against City, they still get through, and they still get to the touchline, and they still have an incredible amount of players in the box. And how we defended the box, and especially the six-yard box, was absolutely exceptional. Uh, because I think we all know these games, when you all know the City goals, when they arrive there and then Babs square pass and one is in f- free in front of the goal. And we did it really well, so it was a a top performance from all the boys, and um, that's why we could win it. at the back. Hi, Julian. Uh, I want to ask you if you're going
2: to have a, maybe a couple of beers tonight after
3: this massive victory. Sorry, but I'm not in the mood for that. It's all good. I'm fine. I made a joke after last game, and I apologise for that. It will not happen again. About the red card, Jurgen.
4: I mean, what happened there? Is that just the emotion of
3: <coughs> the <coughs> Yeah, yeah, it's up again. yeah. It's about emotion, of course. But it's, um, it's. So of course, red card. My fault. I. I went over the top in a moment. I don't think it was disrespectful to anybody, but. When you look the pictures back, I know myself. In 55 years, the way I look in these moments is already birth or red card. I know that. It, uh, who cares what I say? When I, I lost in that moment, that's not okay. But I think a little bit as an ex- excuse, I would like to mention: How can you not whistle that foul? How is how on earth is it possible? And I, I wish I would kept an, an explanation. So. Well, not sure what Pep said now here, but probably not a lot. He was probably very disappointed or frustrated or whatever. But during the game, we agreed completely that, that Anthony Taylor just let the things run. I thought, hey, why would you do that? Why would you? Both teams, it was not one. But I heard now that people said we were, it was Enfield that um, made the our decision. Well, a foul on more. And feel no chance to, to to have any impact. It's a foul on Fabinho, I think we agree on that. You, you look like this. It is not enough to pull somebody down. You think? Are not sure about it? Or you don't have an opinion at all? You just no, I
4: thought
3: it was a foul. It's a foul. Okay, it's a foul. And then Ali has the hand on the ball. So that's a save or not? Am I as how, how I understand it? So. And now, if Envy decided now that we are in the wind, I'm not sure. Um, imagine he would, then he wouldn't. Then would sit here and talk about, speak about three situations where should have whistled the situation, off. and then he'd think, oh, okay, that's a bit, that's now really unlucky. So there was already the first moment where Pep and I were pretty animated, um, both. But actually, for the same reason, to be 100% honest, for the same reason, not for any we were not arguing with each other or not at all. Yeah, and then that situation I saw, ju- I just had the, the perfect view and the linesman, and you can imagine we have one it up and you have get a free kick there or you have a counter attack there. That is obviously pretty much a 100% different. Um, and that was the moment when it snapped. And again, I am not proud of that, but it happened. Paul oh, yeah, Mo playing an exceptional game, absolutely outstanding. Yes, obviously it was one of two strikers in the center uh, together with Bobby. Great, absolute top performance. The goal was world class. Again, a colleague of you told me if I think we were a bit lucky in that moment because Cancelo missed the ball. I didn't see a player missing the ball. I saw a player using his body extremely well um, and being there in a one one situation with a goalie. So, um, top-class goal. The situation before already unlucky, um, really unlucky with the, that he didn't score there already. Apart from that, good on the ball, constant threat in behind, <coughs> working extremely hard to so outstanding performance. Honestly, it was really good. David yeah, yeah, Diogo. Yeah, oh, that's oh, no problem. I, would, I wish I don't ha- wouldn't have to talk about it. Um, I saw it inside on the screen. And I saw oh, I'm the first who saw it and, um, when he goes down, and I see there's not a lot of contact. I can see a little bit that somebody kicks his foot, and then maybe the, the muscle I got overstretched. The 96 minutes—that's um, not good for a muscle—and um, he felt it immediately. And now we have to wait. How bad it is, David. I really find this question interesting. Tell me your thoughts about that. You think, yeah, we put the 11 up, so Mo has to get subbed, and he comes to me and tells me I don't want to leave the pitch or How could that happen? What is the logical explanation for that? Yes, wrong number on the plate. That's exactly. It. I wanted to talk to Mo because it role changed. Darwin came on, Mo played no more the 10 around Darwin, and Darwin was the one for in behind Mo. Um, and Obviously, Mo didn't come in the first place and was disappointed because he saw the number, but I didn't know about any kind of 11 on the scoreboard or whatever board it is. Um, when I saw that, then we could change it, So, and then we changed it. Yeah. Oh,
2: says and were thrown at him. you got
4: to
3: say about that? It was in the immediate aftermath of the Horrible. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I apologise for that. I have No idea about it. I was obviously not in uh, in the stadium in that moment. Probably I didn't see him anymore after the game. Did I? Do I? I, I saw him. Oh yeah, exactly. I saw him. Um, yeah, it never should happen. Never, never. No. No, you
2: didn't see the
3: coin strap. Of course not. I saw Pep. No, of course not. Last one, Dominic. Uh, yeah, just a uh, word on Joe Gomez. It's just great for Joy that he can show what a what a player he is. So, um outstanding outstanding talent, great player. Can play different positions obviously. Um and today was uh, a sensational mature performance t- together with Virgil and the two and the two fullbacks. Um, I I like to mention it's fine. Joy deserves all the all the the, the praise. But I'm pretty sure before the game a lot of people thought, oh, James Milner against Phil Foden. The, the game James Milner played was absolutely unbelievable. And Joey as well, so means the right side obviously did pretty well. Robo was there, top-class game and Virch as well, and then in the moments we need Ali, he was there as well. So our defensive line was, was for sure the best game we played this season. Um, that's good uh, Was uh, timing-wise. Nearly perfect to do that today, um, but that's the way we have to defend. And now we have three days, and for recovery, pretty much, and prepare West Ham. And then we have to go again, and they will ask for absolutely everything as well. So, um, yeah, the next tough game is waiting.
0: The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel.
4: What a massive performance and victory for Liverpool over Manchester City! I must admit, coming into the game, I did fear the worst. Obviously, with the way that Liverpool have been playing, the form that Manchester City have been in, they look like there was a huge chasm between the Suicides going in and Liverpool. Obviously, having major major injury problems for key players as well. Obviously, at centre half, the situation at right back, and also a massive blue blow to lose. Luis Diaz for a number of weeks who's probably with the goalkeeper been Liverpool's best player this season so I did mention in the last podcast that I believe that Liverpool would go in with Salah and Firmino as the front two I felt that although Nunes as most of his appearances has gotten good areas of the pitch to to wreak, wreak havoc really in terms of in the penalty area he seems to find himself in great areas his overall game is just so raw and untidy at the moment that I didn't think it lended itself to, to starting against Manchester City when you're going to have limited amounts of possession and need to retain it and use the most out of the little uh, bits of territory that you, you're you able to accumulate in the game. And obviously we're playing Salah in a higher position, as with the, the formation from a couple of seasons ago that I mentioned about having... Shakiri off the right-hand side, Firmino as the 10 and, and Salah as the 9. I felt that would be the way forward for Liverpool. And so it proved in the selection. Obviously, mentioned that Harvey Elliott would replicate that Shakiri role on the right-hand side. And Salah would try and stretch the pitch. And against Manchester City, obviously, with less possession, you with, if you've got that out ball and, and you've also got that double quality that Salah possesses in terms of being able to not only stretch the pitch but retain the ball when he's in possession obviously that would be a good way forward for Liverpool. And, and so it proved really in the in the game because although, as would be expected, Manchester City had the majority of the ball, the majority of control and, and mustered more attempts than Liverpool, if you actually look at the expected goals tally, Liverpool were far superior in terms of that. So Liverpool, although they had little of the ball, and a lot less than Manchester City. The actual value of the chances they were able to create and then transitional moments when they were able to steal the ball back or go direct were big ones, really. And obviously, you've seen Tolar just before. Fantastic save from Edison when he was put through from Firmino. And you did wonder, you thought to yourself, Manchester City is so difficult to create big chances against. I mean, even to, to get touches inside the opposition penalty area, it's very difficult to do that against Manchester City, such as the dominance. So you did worry in that second half when that opportunity was missed. But obviously he ended up taking the second opportunity when he was able to roll Giao Cancelo. And I think what's getting missed in this goal, and I've got to be honest with you, obviously it is a bad mistake by the defender. There's no question about that. Great quick thinking from Allison, But I do believe what's getting missed in this is the touch to absol- to to um, produce the spin in one movement. It's one thing Cancelo getting too tight, and being rolled by Salah. But that touch when the ball is in mid-air from Alisson, it was almost like a bearcamp esque touch against Newcastle United to be able to contort his body, to not only control the ball, but be in a a position where his body's then facing the goal all in one touch. It was an absolutely incredible piece of skill from an incredible footballer. There's no question about that. I mean, there was another... And obviously after he'd made the touch, when he's running through on goal, to learn from obviously the first moment which Edison made a fantastic save, the way he just lofted it just slightly over a goalkeeper and into the net and obviously decided the game for Liverpool. But even earlier in the game, there was a chance for Diogo Jota when he he got the ball the ball in the box a lot and I've seen him do this a number of times now with the outside of his left foot. And the way he was just able to hang the ball in the air while the ball was spinning off the, the outside of his left boot. And Giotta should have buried the the header, there's no question about that, but what a pass. I mean, Messi, I mean, even if it was one of Messi's greatest, even if Messi completed that pass, I'd say it was one of his greatest. An absolute world-class pass with such difficulty in the execution of the skill. And that's what he's added to his game over the last few years. Now, not only is he a finishing inside the 18-yard box, but he's a complete footballer. We've seen that, obviously, last season in the way that not only was he top of the goal scoring charts, but also top of the chance creation charts. And even this season, in which he's had a poor season, really, and failed to get in all of the best areas that his previous seasons have, his, his actual productivity and the chances he's creating are still high in terms of the leading figures in the league. So just a magnificent player. And I don't want that to be lost in the Cancelo mistake because what a touch that was. And ultimately, obviously, it decided Liverpool's game. And I felt the tactics worked really well. As I sort of alluded to within the last podcast, I felt it would be a good way to go. And as it proved, I think it was a a way in which Liverpool could generate chances because they're never going to have massive control of the game against Manchester City. Remember, Liverpool are obviously playing a two in that midfield setup. However, they were able to limit the opportunities that Manchester City were able to get and mainly that was down to not allowing Manchester City into them half spaces that Kevin De Bruyne likes to lurk in and although Liverpool were numerically outnumbered in the centre midfield playing a two against the three or against the four and a five sometimes the way Manchester City play Liverpool tried to even that up by using the front two in Salah and Firmino to cut off the passing lanes into the into the midfield section of the pitch for City so even though on paper, Liverpool only have two midfield players in there. They actually get bodies from the front line to be able to facilitate them spaces and not allow City to play for them. That actually worked pretty well because where Liverpool would normally have Firmino doing that job as a screen to stop the ball getting into Bernardo Silva and who dropping into them deeper areas, they actually had two screens in there in Solara and Firmino, which meant that Manchester City couldn't always be able to Play through the lines and be able to get into higher areas of the pitch, and and that is one way when you you are compacting a 4-4-2 that that it can work, and and obviously it did do for Liverpool today because I felt that regardless of how much ball Manchester City had, they didn't create the opportunities you would expect with the quality they have on the playing field, and obviously Liverpool's problems at this moment in time. I must mention James Milner as well. I've no criticism of the player. I think he's been a fantastic professional, but I have mentioned for a few years now. That I didn't believe he was with the required level to be starting in central midfield for Liverpool. The game's too quick in there. Obviously, he doesn't lose his fitness, but you lose that reaction time. You use that speed up to the ball. And, and if you're a yard or two yards off at the elite level, unfortunately, it's a major problem. Added to the fact that when he's accepting the ball with pressure from multiple sides now at this stage in the career, he's just not press resistance enough to be able to secure the ball and also make the right decisions to be able to maintain possession. But at right-back, he had a really poor game against Everton. But apart from that, with the game in front of him, for me, it's a role he's played better than the central midfield role the last few years. And that's not to say that at times he doesn't have his problems against more mobile opponents. However, being able to see the game from that position and use his experience, I felt he was outstanding today against Phil Foden, his covering positions. Everything about his game is is controlled aggression. The way he obviously didn't dive in was aggressive without being over intense to make sure that he uh, got up to the ball too early, which then made him vulnerable for, for a player to skip by him. It, just the, the distances were good, the delaying was good, and a really, really good performance at this stage of his career, never mind anything else. The two centre-halves fantastic. I felt Gomez and Virgil van Dijk, magnificent display from both. I think van Dijk needed that as well in terms of the way he played. I felt he was absolutely back to his best. And Liverpool just had to, had to find a way to win. And, and you know, listen, going forward, I don't know if this is going to be how Liverpool set about going about games. Obviously, we know that Liverpool have a lot more possession in, in other games. They have to set up in, a I suppose, a unique way when they're playing Manchester City. And it'll be interesting to see how Liverpool are able to, to now carry this on, especially with a major blow. And it must be said about losing Diogo Jota because without Luis Diaz, that really does... Create a problem on that left hand side. Obviously, you would expect a Fabio Carvalho as the next in the queue, but he's a very different kind of player who's more inclined to come towards the ball. And then you all of a sudden you're looking at a midfield four in which Harvey Elliott wants to come towards the ball from one side and Fabio Carvalho from the other. And it doesn't look like it's going to be a short-term fix for Diogo Giotta either. So that's one to consider. But no, um listen, fantastic performance but from Liverpool today. They did everything they needed to do against the sides who are superior at this moment in time. And most importantly, it gives Liverpool a little bit of a platform to try and mount some challenge on that top four because it it was getting to a point where it'd be unobtainable, such as the, such as the gap at this moment in time. I mean, it's all right saying that Liverpool have been a fantastic side for the last few years, but that gulf is getting big. And when you've got to not, not just leapfrog one team, but multiple teams, that's when it becomes difficult. So a massive three points for me tonight.
0: <laughs> don't really know what to say I'm a little bit a little bit in shock after that I was convinced um, City were gonna absolutely batter us this weekend um, I know there are a few doubts over Erling Haaland's fitness but really there was never any doubt that he was gonna play And you know? given the form that he's in this season I, I was I, I was expecting the worst but write Liverpool off at your will and they come out and they do that it was absolutely exceptional performance the best that we've played all season pretty much um literally from minute one um the intensity that we we've been accustomed to with this Liverpool team was finally back um after so many games where it just hasn't been there Um, the atmosphere like ev- even on the telly that that's probably the loudest I've heard Anfield in a while um and that's saying something because Anfield's usually pretty good. So it was just just an exceptional game all round. To be honest, I thought defensively that's so much better, um, which is and I thought Milner was exceptional as well, and and it was good to see that Harvey Elliott was tracking back and protecting him as well. I thought Joe Gomez had a brilliant game. Van Dyke exceptional um robertson um good game defensively um a little bit frustrating in the first half when he he skied that effort uh probably should have done better with that probably should have scored um and but but we we were just brilliant all over the pitch i want to say ten out of tens in pretty much <laughs> every position it it was a mental game um in every aspect and fair play to us for for keeping our heads. Um that first Salah effort, you thought that was it, you thought that was the moment. I think everyone in my house was already celebrating the second Salah was cleaned through. Um and Edison did get a touch to it, it was a save. Um so not too sure why it was a goal kick and then obviously City then go up the other end and score. Um it was a blatant foul on, on Fab. He did have his shirt pulled. And then not too sure on the Allison one, but there there was two instances there really where maybe the referee probably could have, should have um, blown his whistle. So, I mean, people have a lot to say about VAR. Um, I'm sure rival fans will be saying it wasn't a foul and the goal should have stood, but it is what it is. And for once, a decision like that went our way. Um, and Allison gets the assist. He's just, he, I, I, I maintain it. He's, he's been our best player this season. 100% Allison. I I don't know where we would be without him and with, with some of his saves this season. So he was 10 out of 10 once again. Um, and the, for Salah there to take it the way he did and get past Cancelo and turn him, it was uh, incredible finish. Um, absolutely exceptional. Um, I'll take an important goal like that from Mo Salah over a hat-trick any day. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he would as well, so... Brilliant from, from Mo. Um, the Nunez one, different story. Should have squared it. Uh, borderline criminal. Um, but other than that, I thought he did all right. Uh, definitely not the best player on the pitch, but he, he came on and caused a nuisance, which is pretty much what you want from him. Um, so did a job there. And it's good to see Trent back as well um, after the injury. <laughs> we kind of need him. Um so that's some positive news a little bit gutted on Kanate not being fit enough um hopefully it's nothing serious, and he'll be back in the in the next week or so um but zotta is the big blow uh to see him stretched off is not good um that's probably the one downer on what has otherwise been a fantastic evening because given the you know, given Diaz especially is out until after the World Cup um jota being out too i know we've got plenty of options up front but the way that it's going one or two more injuries and we could be in a bit of a crisis so really hope it's not serious for jota but perfect result and hopefully now we can just keep the momentum going um don't want to get too ahead of ourselves don't want to get too excited because um got a big game against west ham in the middle of the week so but a step in the right direction nonetheless
1: Hello, Alex Watts. What a game. (laughs) What a performance. Uh, My adrenaline is still going after that. Absolutely unbelievable. Apologies if my voice packs in halfway through this, by the way. It is very sore right now after how loudly I shouted when the goal went in. And to be honest, it's some of the refereeing decisions along the way today. But. Yeah, that is the Liverpool we all know and love. The second half today, um, the second half against Rangers in the week, that is Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. That is what he has instilled in this football club. And that is the level we have grown accustomed to seeing and what we've been missing so much at times this season. Um, I think our hopes were up a little bit after that 7-1 in the week with the Salah hat-trick, but... I feel like I probably wasn't alone in having so much trepidation today going into this game. Honestly, probably more than I have uh, before playing Man City in quite a while, I reckon. But you can never write this football team off. And what a way to get our mojo back. The first team to beat Man City this season. Pep's head is gone again, judging by his post-match comments. And... Yeah, just from front to back, every aspect of this performance was so far improved from the issues we've seen for most of the season. On and off the pitch, to be honest, I was so disappointed I couldn't be at Anfield today. The place looked absolutely rocking and that atmosphere definitely pushed the team on today as well. It was great to see. Um, On the pitch, the defending from Liverpool today was back where we expect it to be. Yes, there was some last gas defending at times, but... You expect that. We were defending as a unit and it was great to see the whole back four, Alisson, imperious today. It felt like they put every drop of blood, sweat and tears into this today. And these last two games are hopefully the catalyst for the season now. Um, Van Dyke and Gomez kept Haaland so quiet. James Milner at right back. I think we all shuddered a little bit when we saw where he was starting today against Phil Foden as the right-back, given the different form of both players this season and how it went last time they faced each other. But James Milner, 36 years old, one of our best players today, absolutely outstanding. To pocket Phil Foden like that was just astounding, to be honest. I, I will not doubt the man again, I promise. Um, going forward... So much better too. Salah and Jota were the two that really stood out today. They both had quite a few chances um, before the goal actually came. They just couldn't uh, get it done. You know, Their final touch at times seemed off. Salah had that big moment one-on-one with Edison. Um, we thought that was going to be it. But the moment did come eventually. Uh lovely to see City get a goal ruled out along the way too by VAR. Um always funny when those decisions actually go your way <laughs> rather than against you. Um and Pep took the disallowed goal well, didn't he? Full-on meltdown on the touchline, which is always fun to see. He never seems to learn. Um, always lets the intensity of the game and the crowd at Anfield get to him and then just ends up spurring the crowd on, spurring the team on. It's a fascinating insight into his personality, really. Um, Not the only managerial thing we'll be talking about from the game, but um, yeah, Salah, phenomenal today. So good, in fact, that everyone was stunned when his number went up for a substitution, but turns out that was just a mistake, and Jürgen was as surprised as everyone else about that, but... Yeah, as I said, my voice very sore after how loudly I celebrated Salah's goal with an Allison assist, no less. What a moment! He loves that, doesn't he? Um, and so funny after you know all the focus on Trent Alexander-Arnold and these supposed defensive errors that it is in fact Manchester City's fullback, the guy who can do no wrong in the eyes of pundits and fans, who actually made an error which led to the goal. Maybe. Cancelo should play midfield. Clearly, he just isn't cut out to be a right-back. He's just not very good at one-on-one defending, in my opinion. <laughs> but the way Salah spun him was masterful. And if he is getting back to the mode that has dominated this league and the Champions League for us, it is very welcome timing to have him back to his best, let me say. Obviously, I have to mention, too, Klopp getting sent off. Disgrace of a referee and performance from Anthony Taylor today. I think it's best we leave that there. Bernardo Silva as unlikable as always, too. It's ridiculous that Salah has to be sliced in actual two, I think, to actually get a decision given for him in this league. And the refs and pundits need to take a good, hard look at themselves for the reasons behind that. But I am going to say I do need Klopp giving Anthony Taylor the middle finger when he got sent off printed on a T-shirt because I need that. Um, But that decision, again, only made the atmosphere even more electric, turned Anfield into even more of a cauldron and stopped City from playing the way they wanted to and just spurred our lads on, it felt like. Um, Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty more I could say, but I'd better wrap it up. Um, Klopp is a legend, Salah's a legend, Milner's a legend. What a performance. More of that, please, this season. Let's kick on now. Get another win on Wednesday, please. Cheers. Up the Reds.
0: You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red channel.